you know the show Ellen, you know, the dancing, the fun times, all the laughter. One time I got an opportunity to go. And let me tell you, I was real excited because I had done everything to try and go. I'd been on the waiting list multiple, multiple times and never got the call saying you get to go. And finally, a friend of mine did. And she invited me to come with her. And I was so excited. So we get to Burbank, which is where Ellen is filmed. And we're standing in line. And you would think that this would be like a cool place, but no, it's a parking garage. It's not even that fancy. So you wait there and then they make you walk across the street in like a line, like you're in kindergarten and you walk into another building and then you wait some more in a hallway where you could see all the amazing guests. But it's, it's a lot of waiting, a lot of waiting. And then you get to actually go inside of Ellen and then you see everything and you sit down and they tell you all the rules and they tell you all the things, and then they tell you that Justin Timberlake is coming. Tomorrow, not today. I was so disappointed, and it was, it, it kind of ruined my experience because I had waited and waited and waited, and my expectation that something really cool was going to happen. Like I was going to get a real cool prize. It's going to be one of those days she gives out like a TV or something. I got a CD. It was nothing. I mean, thank you, Ellen, but I got a CD. It was not, it did not meet my expectations. And I waited and I waited. And I feel like I do that in my life too. I have all of these expectations and I'm waiting and waiting. And I'm not appreciating that I'm at Ellen. I'm just disappointed that it's not the way I thought it would be. I don't think I'm the only one who feels like this. Do you? This is the non-exclusive podcast. Stories that remind you you're not the only one. Hosted by Rebe and Candice. You need to know this. Season one of the non-exclusive podcast that you're listening to right now is almost coming to a close. <gasps> that does not mean we're going away. That just means season one that we have planned for you is almost done. We had 10 episodes planned, and this is episode 9, believe it or not. So episode 10 is coming out May 23rd. Then Candace and I are taking a break just for June and July to do some traveling, see I family. I get to see my new niece. I know. Candace, she was just born. Candace has a new niece, you guys. She's precious. So she's going to go see her niece. We're also planning a ton of stuff for season two. We have a lot of ideas that are, we want to take our time with fleshing out and making sure they're ready for you. Season two is going to launch in August. Like Rebe mentioned, we've been working on a bunch of ideas for season two, but we want to know what you guys want to hear about. If there's people that you think should be on non-exclusive, if you feel like there's something that you feel like the only one and we haven't talked about it, or if there's something that you've related to that we have talked about, but we need to go deeper, then let us know. You can message us on any of our socials, non-exclusive podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We really want to hear what you have to say. So send us your ideas. All right, here's the show. You're about to take a leap into the next phase of life. You have a beautiful plan, dreams you can't shake, and people backing you. The big moment comes, and... Nothing happens. This was me, the month after I graduated college. 
I had done everything quote unquote right, good grades, great resume, friendships and connections in my chosen field and the like. Even so, internships fell through at the last minute. Employers who praised me in the interview brushed me aside. And before I knew it, I was back at my parents' house, unemployed, uprooted from my community, and completely bewildered. God stopped me in my tracks and made me re-examine my expectations and my trust in him. To make a long story short, after several months and lots of prayer, I was hired for a position I knew that God had been saving for me at Way Media. And I'm really, really thankful. The outcome of waiting isn't always like this, I realize. But I did learn this. If God is asking you to wait, you better believe he's trying to point something out to you. Whether you're waiting for a job, waiting for a spouse, waiting for children, or waiting for doors to open so you can move forward. These four lessons I carry with me from the times God made me wait may help. One, stop and love on the people around you. Watching my college friends thrive without me via social media made for some serious pity parties. While I sat around missing my friends and feeling sorry for myself, God had other plans. Little did I know how much the people around me would start to bless me and how I would find ways to bless them. By the time my wait had ended, I was sad to leave the people in my hometown and sorry for all the missed opportunities I had to love and learn from these relationships. This is a lesson I'm constantly learning. God puts us in the exact sphere of influence he wants us to impact. Learning to love more like Jesus is a beautiful thing. Don't underestimate the power of investing in the people God has placed around you, even if it's not what you thought it would look like. Two, the feeling of trusting God isn't what you expect. Trusting God is actually a conscious effort. At first, I thought I needed to worry about my circumstances to get results. This left me feeling so helpless. Over time, I started to be more honest with God and began looking at him and his word more than I was looking at the unknown. That's when peace set in. My prayer shifted away from asking, why me? And towards, God, I'm adamantly asking for peace, direction, and a job I'm going to love. But no matter what happens... I will still love and serve you. Three, God's timing is perfect and yours can be pretty flawed. Looking back at all the insecurities I sorted out and all the pipe dreams I had a chance to follow while I waited, I realized I may not have been ready for a job right out of college. Plus, if Wait Media had hired me right when I wanted them to, it would have been right in the middle of a big transition. And Zach from The Wally Show wouldn't be my boss. And that would be really sad. Who knows if we ever would have hired my coworker and now co-host, Candace. And we may never have started this podcast I dreamed of creating. At the beginning of my months of waiting, I might have said God was taking too long. But now I know he had it all working out. My plan is to remember this truth the next time I wait, even if I don't see it. Four, be present. Now, over a year later, there are moments I would love to be drinking coffee each morning at my mom and dad's kitchen counter. Guys, I miss my family, but this feeling doesn't trump the knowledge that God has me exactly where I'm supposed to be. 
He has me surrounded by the exact resources and influences I need to glorify him and share his love with others. So my goal is not to waste it. No matter where he places me now or in the future, I want to be right where God has me, never taking an opportunity for granted. I don't know what your outcome will be. I'm not sure why God makes you wait. But please remember this. As long as you're loving and serving him right where you are, he is using you, growing you, and loving you right back. Seriously, how relatable is that story? I feel like it doesn't matter who you are and what your season of life, you're gonna have something in your life that you're waiting on. If it's not your job, it's your husband. I mean, that's what I've been waiting on for years. And it can be a really big struggle. It can be really hard for me to see people around me getting what I what I want so badly. And I know I've said this before in past episodes, but that's like, it's heartbreaking. You have to feel the feelings. But what I loved was you saying to stop and love the people around you. Even those people that are getting what you want. Because Even in scripture, it says rejoice with those who are rejoicing and mourn with those who mourn. You're supposed to be in the seasons with the people around you and to rejoice with others when they're getting married. And I'm like, I just want a husband like that's so good, you know, and that's the same for you. Like when, you know, everybody's getting the job you want or a job, just any job. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes that's the case. I just want anything to do, please. Yeah, but it might not be like you know, that you're waiting for like this, this job and you don't have one. Maybe you're in a job that's hard and you see all these people who love their jobs and you don't, you don't find that purpose in it or you don't, it's not what you wanted. It's not your dream. It's hard to see people get that. I just feel like this topic is so, so relatable. It takes a lot of self-awareness, a lot of selflessness to really stop and realize that you need to be doing this and to look beyond yourself and your circumstances. I think that is something that I can always relate to, even though the specific story is now closed in my life. I've gone through other areas where I'm waiting or just other areas where I need to stop and pay attention to the sphere of influence that God has given me and not take it for granted because there's something really beautiful about that. I will say too When you step out beyond yourself and start investing in other people or even just enjoying being around other people and learning about others, it makes your circumstances less burdensome in in a way. It doesn't mean they go away. I'm never trying to say that. It just means it gives you some other purpose. It gives you some other perspective. And we've talked about this many times on this podcast if you've listened to any of the other episodes, but we need people. Yes. And so I think that that's a big part of number one. Um, as well that I just shared in that story just like first look who's around you what people need encourage what people need to be encouraging you because your experience and your struggle is going to be so much lighter not gone but it's going to be more bearable with other people around you and like we always say you're not the only one who's feeling this so in those situations look around there's other people who are waiting for things it may not look exactly like you, but it's there. It's It just looks a little different. And it, people will understand and be able to give you, like, encouragement. But if you just sit there in your possibly, like, bitterness or anger or 
resentment because they're getting what you want, you risk the the possibility of first off sitting in that, which is just no fun, and two, losing relationship and losing the opportunity for those people to turn around and encourage you. And that might be exactly what you need or could be the connection that gets you to where you want to be. If it's a job, if it's a relationship, like if I just sit in a hole in my room, I'm never going to meet a person uh, like at all, a person, <laughs> anyone, and yeah, and like, let alone who, a, a nice, attractive, Jesus-loving guy. Exactly. So if I'm out and about and I'm encouraging people and I'm doing things and not moping in this fact that I'm alone, I have a higher possibility of running into someone who's like, "Oh, hey, I know this person," <laughs> and I don't, I, I can't control that. But if I just sit at home or I just sit and mope in sadness, I'm. It's, it's definitely not going to happen in my bedroom. So. <laughs> and if you're sitting in that just negative headspace which i've totally been guilty of that and there many times but anytime that i'm doing that that literally literally means i'm not trusting god and i'm not looking at him i'm just looking at my circumstances that i don't like and i'm focusing on that as soon as you realize that trusting God is freeing and necessary because you don't know what his timing is. And also, like I said in that story, uh, sometimes trusting God is a choice. Like Definitely. you have to consciously, maybe even each day say, okay, I don't really want to. This is hard, but I'm letting go. I'm opening my hand, God, and I'm giving this to you today. I realize that you still have a purpose for me regardless of what's going to happen with this thing. And I realize that you can provide and I'm going to do what I can and I'm going to, you know, work hard and, you know, be as positive as I can. But ultimately, I can't do this without you and I need to trust you. Yeah. And that's so good because it's really hard. I don't know if you've ever tried to like move something that's really tight in one spot, like gripped into something. You can't move it. It's not (laughs) flexible. And so when we're holding so tight to our dreams, our plans, our future, we don't give God the opportunity to do something because we're holding so tight to it that even a small movement that he gets us to do, we're not going to notice and we're going to be disappointed because our expectations not being met. And But we're literally asking for failure at that point. We're asking for the struggle because we can't let him, we're not letting him have it, you know? And something I've learned and I will continue to say over and over again, even if I have to tell myself, is his plans are so much better. Mm. Like I, I want his plans. We all want his plans. Even when we don't understand why his plans are happening that way, his plans are just so much greater. And if we can trust him, if we choose to trust him, it only allows freedom, like you said. It's it's so freeing. Yes. And if you're not sure if his plans are greater, then take some time and go back and see what his plans are. See his track record. And I'm talking about God here. You know, go get into the word. Go talk to people who have experienced God's purpose for their lives. Look back on your own life. You might be surprised to see times that God showed up. Sometimes... I need to be reminded, and I think you and we all do too. Definitely. We need to remember. Yeah, it's it's a powerful thing looking back and seeing who God is and his character and realizing, okay, he is faithful. Yes. He does have a bigger perspective than I can see. And regardless of what's happening in all of these little details of my life, which he's in, but regardless of that, he has a purpose for me and 
he's going to work it out for his good. Yeah, because when you know God's character, it's really hard to deny it. Because when you're founded in who he is, when you know that he is faithful, you know he is love, it's really hard to say, oh, he's not, I mean, he doesn't do that in my, oh, I guess he does. Yeah, you can't you, really talk at that yeah, point. It's, <laughs> it's really hard to to say that he isn't those things when you truthfully know his character. And I think that that is so powerful. When you're in the middle of waiting for something that you want, it's really hard to see what you have. I've mentioned this in episode two in particular, but before my husband and I were engaged, we had been dating for over a year. We had gone through like the dating marriage, like class thing at church. We had talked about getting married and I was just chomping at the bit. I was so impatient and I just... Oh, my word. I did not handle it well at all. And there are so many things, even in the story that I told, that I know that I wrote for you to show you what God had showed me. And I forgot. And I mean, that just goes to show you that we can never not be learning these things. And that's okay. That's why we're talking about this today. That's why this is important to us, to remind you and us. Because if you're not waiting right now for something you're probably going to eventually. There's always kind of the next thing. And, you know, I look back on that time and I wish that I was more present in that period of time because, well, first of all, I would have just been a lot happier (laughs) and peaceful, first of all, just on a purely selfish level. It just would have been more enjoyable. But also... She wasn't that bad. I was there. (laughs) But I get it. You know what I'm saying. I totally I just look get back it. and think, ah, oh, I was taking that for granted. Like, you're never going to be dating your husband again in that. You're That's never going, true. like, I would never be, you know, 24 and dating and living with my roommate who I loved so much. And isn't that funny? Like, that was the one thing I would tell people when I got married. Oh, I'm so excited to, like, get married and, like, set up a house with him and like all that stuff. But the only sad thing is I have to leave Tiffany and she was my roommate for three years. And I, I love her and it's true. I don't get to see her as much and it's hard to like keep in, in touch and talk as often as I would like. And I had that, like we got to talk all the time and I had that in that season. And not that this season I'm in now is bad. It's amazing. And it was right. But if I was more present, I think I would have realized that more in that impatient, you know, once we got engaged and, uh, went through that whole wedding planning process, I think I realized more like, oh, okay, I'm going to savor this time. But I mean, I could have been doing that all along and I could have been investing in myself and the people around me like we were talking about and just really enjoying every moment. Like I said in my story that I just read to you, even to this day, I've been here at this job for four years now and I still wish I could have coffee at my mom and dad's kitchen counter. Like, that's all I want to do, but they're kind of far away. And so I don't really get to do that a lot. And so, man, that really puts things into perspective. It does for me, too, because I dreamt of this job. I dreamt of a job that I loved. And I dreamt of living on my own and being super independent and doing all these things. And, I mean, I've told you before, I lived in a house full of people when I lived at home. But there's days when I really miss my family and I miss you know hearing my nephew run down the stairs and I currently am missing the fact that I have a brand new niece and that's that's hard you know and and I I wish I don't think I 
I thought about that in the midst of it. And so really what that does is make me look around and think right now, like, what am I missing? Cause I'm looking ahead so, so far ahead that like, I'm, I'm missing something right now. I, I don't want to like look back at my time and be like, man, I wish I loved hanging out with my roommate as more. I don't know. Cause I love hanging out with my roommate and I will seriously miss that someday when I get married. But like, what can I take for granted right now that I don't want to? More often than not, there is something that you really love right now that might change when you get that thing that you're wanting and when the waiting is over. And not that that will be bad. Like, it's it's good to move on to the next season of life and what God has for you and all of those things. But, man, like, take a second and slow down and remember that, like, there's a reason that you're in this moment and that there are good things in this moment to notice and to take hold of and enjoy. that like being present means being present like with people around you but also with yourself and your own emotions and your own everything sometimes you need to just be with you to figure out what is actually what actually is your future you know whether that means taking some time out in the morning like we talked about on hannah's episode or if it's going to get your nails done or reading a book that you've been meaning to read and you just haven't taken the time because it doesn't seem like it's the most important thing or whatever it is. But sometimes being like being present means just in yourself. Yes. And that is so valuable. So valuable. I don't think I know I don't do it enough. I get lost so much in like what I should be doing that I sometimes miss like, oh, Candace, just take care of yourself. Yeah. And that's so important. Yeah, and that's something I wish that I would have done in that time before getting engaged too. Like that was just such a poignant example for me because I did have the time to do that and I think it would have been better for my relationship in that time too. Mm-hmm. Like just looking ahead and looking ahead and wondering when it's going to happen and wondering all the reasons why it's not happening yet and what he's thinking and what am I doing and why am I so impatient. I never really... Well, it took me a long time to actually dig into why I was feeling this and what was at the root and just taking care of myself emotionally and spiritually. I don't think I really did a good job at that. Mm. And I think that that made for some miscommunication that made for some hurt feelings, like even him saying, hey, I thought that you were okay," And now I'm hearing that you're not and you haven't been for all these weeks and I didn't know and I just wish you would have told me you know just that kind of thing Definitely. and it was it was fine we worked through it and that was like a really good lesson to learn just for life um and for relationships in general but yeah don't neglect that time to be present with yourself and even just to take care of yourself you know everybody's season of waiting is different whether you're waiting for a job or a husband or friends and community or For your kids to grow up, maybe you're waiting for a baby. Yeah, there's so many things that you could be waiting for right now. And though I don't know your specific thing, I know that there are often times where when we're waiting, we do have some kind of margin or some kind of time to self-reflect. Or maybe it's just more important in this Mm -hmm. season to take that time. And so I just I don't want to miss that in this um, conversation at all. Definitely. And in those quiet times, in those times where you're reflecting like with yourself, that's when God can talk to you too. Yes. That's generally when he does it for me is when I am 
quiet, when I'm taking time to go and and let him speak into my life. And that honestly is the most important thing is getting that like guidance from him. And that generally comes from scripture and knowing those truths like we've talked about before. But that that's when I can get the direction. That's when I can feel rejuvenated. That's when I can feel like, oh, I can make it. I yes, I'm single and I don't like it, but God's teaching me things. And it's through those times of reflection. It's through like the quiet moments or the loud ones when you just go and have fun and he shows you some cool adventure like that. That's still God's going to show up and he's always going to when you give him the opportunity to. And that's what can get you to the next thing. And that's what gives you that energy to get to the next thing. And you're going to be better off for it. You're going to be a stronger person because of it, too, when you do get to whatever is next. How cool is that? Yeah, because that's how it's amazing that like God loves us like that. Yeah, that's he loves us so much that like he's going to work with us through all of these things and get us to the next place better than we would have gotten ourselves there. And that's just beautiful. I love it. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Psalms 27, 14.